This is the Elite Mastermind Podcast, where we bring top professionals to help elevate your mind, money, and business. Here is your host, Vahid Chitsa. All right, good morning. Good morning. How you doing, bro? I'm totally fine. My name is Vahid Chitsa, part of the Elite Mastermind Group. Thank you for taking this time and being here today. Your background is so vast, I don't even know how to introduce you. Military background, I mean, I saw you speak one time, and it was just it just resonated with me. So I told my team, we got to get them on. We got to get him on it. So I want to I wanna go dive into it. First, please, for our audience, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let us know where you're coming from. And then I got I got a lot of questions. I hope you're ready. Uh, hey, man, I'm ready. You know how many dumb falsettes you guys can see by my uh, handle? Uh, I do reside in, in Phoenix, Arizona. I am a speaker. I'm an executive coach of a radio show. Uh, here in, in Phoenix, Arizona, and a TV show. Um, just to kind of wrap it up in a nutshell. That's that's down set. I love your speech at the at the city gala. Oh, the city in, gala. Um, yeah, yeah, at the gala session. I I loved it. it. It resonated with me, and I think a lot of people took a lot of uh, uh, mental notes from that talk. So let's dive into it. Uh, what's been your experience with thinking, grow rich? Uh the first Think and Grow Rich book that uh, was given to me was by my father. It was when I got out of the military. He gave me a, a book titled Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice. And that was probably the second development book that I've, I've ever read. Uh, and, and that kind of set the par, par for the course, right? And, and I've obviously read Think and Grow Rich, rich since then. Uh, and and really resonated with most of the um, elements, but but the, the power of imagination has uh, been the thing that's allowed me to go from one industry to the next industry to the next to the next to the next without any limitations. That is awesome. So let me ask you a question. Just parting away from thinking, Gorich, when you speak or when you do one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions or from your distance observation. What would you say are the top two challenges for entrepreneurs today? Uh, Overanalyzing, one, and believing in their own lies. So let me give you an, a, a very quick example. Uh, I had a client, a coaching client today, and I'm specific to him. I'm the speaker coach. And I just said, all right, stand up and deliver your talk. Just give me five minutes of it. And he, he just stood there. He, he froze. Um, because he was operating here. And when I speak and when I train people to speak, I, I, I get them to bridge the gap between their mind and their heart. And then believing in their own lies, a lot of entrepreneurs, I'm, I'm 41, a lot of my clients are almost half my, my age and they fall into this, as long as I'm busy and posting on Instagram, I have a business. Well, no, no, sir. And then they, they allow people to dictate who they need to be as opposed to following who they know they need to be on their own. That is awesome that you bring that up. Uh, but okay. my challenge is it's difficult and it's challenging to get this to match that and, and closing the gap. So what are some of the suggestions? Is it more reading? Is it more practice? Is it you need to search within? How do you, how, what are the practical ways of, of trying to get there? Yeah, so for example, if you want to be a speaker, right? Don't read any books on speaking. Don't watch any other speakers on YouTube. Don't, don't follow any speakers. I, if you want to be a speaker, don't, don't even follow me. You know how to talk. 
all you got to do is get in front of an audience. An audience could be your YMCA, Boys and Girls Club, Toastmasters group, uh, your, your church or religious organization. Just find a place to speak. Your message is inside of you. People just lack the ability to find comfort in who they are. And the only, only reason for that is they don't know who they are. And it, it's not reading books. It's not listening to, listening to audibles. It's literally being comfortable with being by yourself and implementation. And I think you mentioned that, putting in the work, right? If you want to be a, a good, if you want to be a, so I'm prior military, I'm, I'm an ex-cop. If you want to be a great shooter, you got to put rounds down range. If you want to be a great speaker, you got to speak. If you want to be a great cook, you got to cook. Like it's that simple. You get better each time. That is awesome. So do you think that the, the military background has helped you a lot? And do you recommend people that to go that route and go to military, get their discipline, get their courage, get their, build up their muscles, mental toughness, all of that, and then get into the business? Is that an easy transition for people to do? No, I would say it's more of a difficult transition. Um, I had a gentleman messaged me the other day, and he asked me, um, when will I know if I'm ready to be a cop? And my response to him was, if you have to ask, you're not, right? My, my life experience got me here. Um, if you're not ready to die for your country, don't, I wouldn't suggest you do it. But the, you, you, you have to do your own thing. I, I, I have a client now, he's 38, and he's still living up to his parents' standards. And a lot of people do that. Not that our parents' standards aren't good for us more often times than not, but we have to find our, our own way. And when you take the journey and you start, it's okay to stop. Like I did four years in the military, got out. I was a cop for a few years. I got out. I did leadership development in the corporate space. I got out. I'm an entrepreneur, obviously, but don't let anything stop you. I stutter, and I deal with PTSD, and I have Tourette's. On paper, I should not be traveling the world and speaking. On paper, I shouldn't have a radio show. On paper, I should not have a television show. I graduated with a 1.78 GPA. So on paper, I'm not that smart. But if you let society dictate your, your intellect, your intelligence, and your, what we say in the military, your ability to get some and have command presence and everything you, you do, command presence is just confidence. If you allow society to dictate who you are supposed to be, you'll never succeed. And again, success is not monetary. It's a feeling. I agree with that 100%. So when you're teaching these younger individuals and, and the younger generation to become public speaker and you coach them, what are some of the... What are some of the tough things you put them through to prove that they really want it? How do they find their why and finding out that that is it? The reason why I ask that is because a lot of people love to have an audience and just talk. They're just good talkers. But that doesn't mean you're inspiring or motivating or pushing people to take action on their own goals. So right. how, do you, how do you deal with that? Because you got a tough job. That's hard. I, 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 I'm just, now that I'm talking about it, it's not an easy job to do. It's, it's for, again, my, I had a client call this morning. It's getting people to get comfortable with telling the story that hurts. So I had a guy, and I said, what's your story? And, he, and I said, stand up, tell me the story. He goes into saying, well, I, I lacked confidence as a kid, and then as I got older, I got more confident. And then I was able, I, you know, girls started attracting themselves to me, and I started to date, and I just said, stop. It's a very boring story. What was it that caused you not to have confidence? He said, I got teased. What did you get teased about? I got teased about being overweight when I was in fourth grade. 
how did that make you feel? And then I saw his face change. And when I saw his face change, that let me know that that was his story. But that the way he felt in fourth grade, so eight years of age, being teased led him to drinking and being, uh, becoming an alcoholic in eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade. Then he fell into drugs, right? By the time he was a senior in high school. And, uh, and, and, and I, I had to help him see his vulnerabilities. And then now he's, we have to build him up on telling it, not telling it all. A lot of people suck at talking their vulnerabilities on stage, but just doing increments of it so they can connect to the audience. Because nobody wants to hear that, yeah, girls talk to you. No, that doesn't connect with the audience. Tell your pain and tell how you succeeded from it within a seven-minute period, and you'll, you'll win every single time on stage. And, and there is no limit to you advising them that you, they have to be – because to me, that means you're just being authentic. You're just exactly. telling the truth yeah. what happened. And, yeah. and if you tell the truth, you know, if you go from one stage to another stage to another stage, you don't have to have the best memory it's, because no, you, don't. Really, your story. Exactly. you have to make up shit. So it's a, it's a fact. It happened to you. Now, you might just say a little bit more than what you said last time, but then this story in totality, what I see five years ago and what I see today, it will be all the same. So, I, so how authentic, how, how much do you have them share? Is it tell all or do you no. hold back a little bit? No, no. You, you, so you, you look at it the way – so when you watch a, um, a, a drama on TV, you have two, two people talking. And you'll have a camera view on one person, another camera angle on another person. Then you'll have the camera angle will pull back. You'll see both people on their side. And then you'll have another camera angle on the back, back and front. So in, 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 in a 60-second or, or 90-second um, uh, spot on TV, you might get four or five different views. Uh, one of the phrases that I, my mom used to use on me was, uh, speak so that a blind man can see. So as we watch television, we want to see – we're accustomed to seeing different angles. So when, when a person speaks, you should be taking your, your audience to different emotional aspects. You make them smile, make them laugh, make them think, make them cry. And you should be able to do that within a five to seven minute period. So I used to, I used to be horrible at telling a story because a lot of my stories are very dark um, just because I've seen a lot in this world. And I was told, hey, Don, like, you're, you're going too deep too long. When I first, you know, I first started. But speaking for me was therapeutic. So now I go just dark enough, and then I make a joke out of it, and then I apply it to their life, right? And one of the things I would suggest to anybody watching that wants to be a speaker, the, if you can limit the amount of times you use the word I, so referring to yourself, the less times you use the word I, the more you'll connect to your audience. That is an excellent tip. Now, let me ask you another question that, that while we have you over here. Why, why speaking for you? Why not go and corporate executive coach them how to increase their sales? Why speaking? Why, what is it that you want to get out? What is your message? Uh, so my personal mantra, so not my company mantra, but my personal mantra is change one life every day for the rest of my life. And I, I never planned on being a professional or public speaker. I, I just, it was something that, that I... I'll put it to you like this. When, when you see a couple people breathe their last breath, it, it changes who you are as a person. And it, uh, it, it, it lets you see what really matters to people, like during their last seconds of, of living. And when I was in the corporate space, I did a lot of leadership talking, right? Um, and I would speak to a lot of people within the organization. 
And then one day somebody came to me and said, hey, man, I can't make this speaking engagement. Here's a check for $1,000. Can you go? I didn't know people got paid to speak at this time. And obviously I said yes, which I used that money to buy parts for my Ducati. But I, I said yes. And then I realized it was a thing. So I started doing videos on Instagram just for my employees. Uh, then I finally wrote a book because people were like, you need to write a book. So I wrote a book, became a best-selling author. And then I just got to a point, July, so two, two years ago, this month, I, um, I just left. I left and I, I haven't looked back. Well, it hasn't been easy, no. Like I would not suggest anybody just walk away from a six-figure salary. Like don't do it unless you're ready to do what you, what you feel passionate to do. Now, granted, I'm 41. I didn't start entrepreneurship until I was 38 maybe 37. But I think you've been getting ready for it. I mean, just going oh, yeah. through the, the life experience that you've got. Now we're laboring in entrepreneurship, but I think it's just real life the way it is. I was I was making fun. I was I called one of my buddies last night. We had a late conversation. I think it was midnight. I told him, I'm figuring out 10 different ways of how to feed my daughter when she's like eight months old. That's entrepreneurship right there. It I'm is. coming up with 10 different ways yeah. how to make this process faster so she could fall asleep faster so I can give my answer. I got work to do. I was telling him last night, I was like, listen, man, I'm getting good at this stuff. I got like 10 different ways, depending on how she's feeling, how she's smiling. I already know how I'm going to go through that, right? right. So that's entrepreneurship right there, figuring things out. There. I, was, I was never trained on this. And you know, it's a trap, you know? Being a father and a mother is a trap. They don't tell you all the things no, they, they only show you the good picture. Yeah, they they don't show you all the stuff you got to do. Right, exactly. <laughs> the late nights, early mornings. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This girl can definitely poop. Uh, so she's, uh, she's, a, she's a handful. But thank God we got our, you know, I got my, my mom, my mother-in-law. You know, my wife is doing a fantastic job. She's doing a lot of stuff. But to me, it's like we're being prepared. If you're a single mom and you raise two kids, I have more respect for that person than a lot of executives at a high corporate making, you know, a couple of six-figure incomes. Mm -hmm. Because they don't have to do – that's real life. When right. your baby is hungry, when you're doing all that stuff, you got to figure things out on your toe. You don't have time to check out the slides, you know, plans, this. I mean, no. there's no corporate meeting happening for that. It's you make strategy. a decision, you go to the action right there and there. Exactly. So that's how you go. So let me ask you another question. If what do you think about this whole entire entrepreneurship that's happening, this new movement that we got? What is your recommendation for people don't not to get caught up in all of these Instagram likes, views? Uh, you know, a lot of especially a lot of females they care what they put out there. You know, they want to make sure it's correct, is right, it looks good, all of that stuff. What is your recommendation to those people? Because I get those questions, and sometimes I'm not good at answering because I don't know what the right answer is. Uh, so specific to to Instagram, right? I Instagram helped me leave my corporation, uh, leave my job, and I, I get majority of my speaking engagements from Instagram. Instagram's helped me to get on Fox and CBS and NBC because I have I have I have the following. Or I um, I am totally okay with somebody waiting um, for a great picture to to post on Instagram. Uh, to me, it, it's it's very impo important that the the imagery that you post on your your page is I'd say in line with what puts money in your pocket, right? Um, 
I, 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 I would strongly suggest somebody doesn't allow social media to dictate their lifestyle. Like I, uh, people travel based off Instagram. Well, travel where you and your spouse want to go. Um, don't, don't allow Instagram. You have, I would say have boundaries with social media. Um, I tell, I coach people on Instagram speakers and authors and, and coaches, um, and help them grow their, their, their pages. But branding is, is extremely important. I've had two Instagram coaches over the last, uh, two and a half years. And, uh, there's, there's strategies to Instagram. Um, I would just say, don't let any social media platform dictate who you're going to be. Just be comfortable being whoever it is you're supposed to be. And if, here's another phrase. If you're going to be there, be there. You should, you should be, I posted 712 times last year just on my at Dom Fawcett page, right? Because it's, it, it's important that people know your message. Once you know what your messaging is, um, the picture that you post should be in line with the money that goes into your, your pocket, right? My Instagram coach told me, he said, Dom, stop posting pictures of your, of your motorcycle. You're not a racer. You're not a, that's not how you make your money. And nobody knows what a Ducati is. I'm like, cool. So I post strategically. You look at my page. It's pretty strategic, right? Um, I, I tell people not to share other people's stuff on their page. Once you know what your messaging is, your, your social media platforms, it's a billboard. So if you had a billboard on the side of the freeway, then would you post McDonald's on the billboard? No, because that's, that brand is more powerful than yours. You paid for the billboard, you post your face. I tell people all the time, if my face isn't on it and I'm not part of it, it doesn't go on my social media platform, right? And, and, and to, to me, that's how you grow up. Now, if you don't really know what your messaging is, but you just know you wanna post something, then yeah, post somebody who inspires you. Repost or reshare their stuff and that'll work. But the moment you find out what your messaging is, stick to you. And a lot of people will say that's arrogant, it's cocky, well, you have to have some sort of arrogance in the beginning because you, you might not believe in yourself. So you got to kind of fake it till you make it and just post, post, post. And then here's somebody has a question is, um, how do you know what your messaging is? Sit in silence. I used to, um, like I said, I didn't start my messaging. Let me tell you how my mantra came about. So, and I'm, yeah, uh, Angelina Evans leads. She's the one that I'm, I'm going to answer this question for. When I got out of the corporate space, I chased the money. And um, there was a day that I was going to take my first, I was going to take in my first six-figure vehicle. And I, I was excited because I, I had busted my butt to get to this point. And that same day that I was supposed to receive it, my best friend, uh, he and I, my wife and his girl, we went out to dinner on our motorcycles. Uh, I, my wife and I came home. He never made it to his house. So he died at 3 o'clock that morning, yet I was to take, to, to take delivery of my first six-figure car. And when the car arrived, I didn't – I wasn't excited about it. So my in, in that moment in the garage, um, yeah, you see the Ducatis and you see the stuff, but it didn't – I could have gotten rid of all of it because it didn't change the hurt and the pain that I had. So my mantra changed to uh, – I don't, I don't even remember what it was, but currently – changed one life every day for the rest of my life. And when I did that, uh, when I had the opportunity, like my speaking changed, like my connection to my audience, like it's powerful, right? Um, getting on radio, it just made sense. Was I nervous? Heck yeah, I stutter when I talk a lot. So yes, I was nervous about getting on radio, but 
it's a platform for me to roll my voice up, change one life every day for the rest of my life. So I don't care about likes, right? I post what I need to post. If I offend somebody, I don't talk religion. I don't talk race. I don't talk politics because those things don't put money in my pocket. Do I believe in all of them? Of course I do. But I, I, I talk to one person and I just go to bed and I wake up with the message and I put it on social media and I go on about my day to build my business. I agree with that 100%. And religion and politics and those type of views, you can never win because it's very... No, no, subjective. you can't win. Like, so you, just, you just leave them. Those are people's views and totally fine. So right. I, I, I get a lot of those comments and I just don't engage. I just let them say their piece. I just don't engage. That's, exactly. that's been my philosophy and it's been there like that for over 10, 15 years. I just Good. don't engage because you're never going to win because I have some views that I'm set in and you can't change my mind about it. Right. So we're going to even... Let's talk about something that I'm open-minded and, and we could, you know, kind of benefit from it. But listen, I really, really appreciate you giving us this time. And, and listen, in your path of changing one person's life every day, if you need me and my team to contribute, to do anything, we're definitely, we want to we support you in that in any shape or form. So we definitely love to have you more speak to our group because I know um, I saw you speak and I was like, you know what? He's one of my guys. I said, and, and I was in the back. I was all the way in the back, and I was just, it was just me and you in the room. You were talking to me. I was like, you know what? What he's saying is resonating. I, I talked to Dr. Freddie. I was like, Dr. Freddie, we got to get this guy on our show. Dr. <laughs> Freddie, like, we just messaged him. He's a good guy. I'm like, you got to put in a good word for me. I got to get him on our show. He's like, just do it. He'll do it. I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, just reach out to him. So I want to thank you over here publicly for taking this time and being here from your busy time. Hopefully we'll get to do this more. And if there's anything we can help you with, don't hesitate. Awesome, brother. Thank you very much for your time, man. Enjoy. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Take care. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram at Elite Mastermind, our website, myelitemastermind.com, and YouTube at youtube.com slash Elite Mastermind channel.